0: Welcome back to another episode of These Are The Voyages. I'm the captain, Captain Chase McKinney, and joining me once again for, you know, gossip regarding them lower deckers, my dear friends, Commander Eric and Commander David. How you fellas doing? What's up,
1: gentlemen? Good to see you. Missed a week,
2: you know, yeah, pretty much David, standard. You missed the first week. Like, of all the weeks to miss, like, the first one. Right i like to disappoint people it's fun it's a thing (laughs) it's fine it's like how do you miss the first day of school (laughs) oh boy that's the day you should be there so it's gonna be one of those episodes huh (laughs) well
1: i can explain i can explain i was doing things i was actually moving oh I, i was it was it was a whole it was a whole moving weekend that wound up being just well like a typical moving weekend it sucks of course, of course. <laughs> it's ter- moving is terrible i uh I, t- I told my girlfriend that like when we do this again
2: i'm hiring movers <laughs> no like I'm if not- you're over 30 you should just hire movers like
1: uh. oh, i really should <laughs> i really should it was it was so it was so annoying i hate it so much it's not like i'm It's not like I'm weak or anything like that. I can still pick up heavy stuff. But, man, it it just... It's terrible. It's a terrible thing.
2: It really, really is. Moving moving sucks.
1: But, literally, we got everything in the house, and then um, everything's just in the house and not put together. So my desk is in different places and none of my audio stuff's up. So I didn't have any chance of getting on that night. I would have had to put in some double time there. Oh, well, well.
0: Yeah, and by hiring movers, David, it's not, you know, asking your buddies <laughs> to help you move. Here's yeah. a here's a yeah I'd and give
2: them eat. like pizza and beer afterwards, right? That's
0: right. <laughs> 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 it's probably a bad idea. Let's yeah.
2: Wait a, a minute.
0: Bad. What's wrong
1: with pizza and beer? Come on. Well after mm. after you moved,
0: right? Not like
1: before. <laughs> well, there. yeah, that's
0: cool. <laughs> Cool. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think the last time I helped someone move, it was uh, my brother in law asked me to help him help like a coworker or something like that. I'm like, okay, what am I helping you help them move? And it was a treadmill. I'm like, okay. All right. What, what, what floor are we on? Second, I'm like, how many floors are there? Two. Okay. This is a bad idea. This is a very, very bad idea. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. And it was a terrible, very bad idea, by the way.
1: Yeah, I I actually I sold my treadmill, um, and I forgot
2: a staple of your background here, David.
1: I I know it's gone. We we we've got. She has a better one. It's it's got like a whole big screen TV on it, and you have all this stuff. But like, so I sold it, and I'm trying to get it out of the room, and I had forgotten that it came in pieces and I put all those pieces together in the room it did not want to move out of that room at all oh boy if you ever wanted to see me stressed out and angry I put a gouge in the wall that I had to fix it's like I haven't had to I haven't had to repair a drywall in forever so it was it was a lot of fun dealing with that but it made me feel good to know that I remembered how to repair drywall so that was
0: that was good stuff very good very good um, yeah, I remember
2: when I moved into this place. I was just gonna I yeah, I was just gonna have my brother help me and with the two of us we're gonna move. Like we're we're strong men, right? We can lift stuff. We're strapping. And he, was them like, he, he was like, I can't lift anything. I I've got I'm having shoulder <laughs> surgery in two weeks. It's like hire movers. I was like, Okay. And afterwards I was like, that was the right decision, hiring movers.
1: Yeah. No, I think my opinion now is like, uh, so we're getting rid of everything and just getting all new stuff. I don't want any of this crap anymore. I don't want to see it again.
2: Yeah, like when I moved from Missouri to Texas, I brought all my stuff with me. But if I ever like move like three or four states or a long trip like that, I think I'm just going to sell everything and start again. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably the smart idea. Okay, well.
0: Moving is something that can certainly take take a little little bit of time to, you know, uh, get everything settled, unpacked and whatnot. But hopefully you're, you're well on your way. You know, I mean, I know it's been a week, but hopefully it, it's been a an easy-ish move for you.
1: Yeah, I mean, things haven't been too bad. I mean, uh, literally, I, I've got this weekend to finish a couple of random cuts of flooring, do some trim and a couple of random touch-up paint. Uh, spots here and there, and then photographer comes out Friday to take pictures of the house, and it'll be listed in the weekend. And hopefully, the house is sold off, and and I can you know profiteer like a true American capitalist. And <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sure <laughs> but no, no, it's 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 all going it's all going pretty good. I'm uh, definitely definitely uh, definitely
0: good move good move okay all right
2: very good what's
0: been going on in your world eric
2: oh you know just more school you know Mm -hmm. school work uh that's it basically i had i mean i had a student drop some f-bombs on me in class this week wow i had to to kick him out you know Oh what? yeah all I did was ask him to take off his hood right (laughs) dude because our dress code you can't you can have a hood but you can't wear it so I told him to take it off and he he apparently didn't want to
0: (laughs) (laughs) dang i was gonna say like the Pythagorean theorem I mean like it's gets that rise out of me too but dad (laughs) gum not a hood (laughs)
1: I was going to ask, did they try and, like, get you into any extracurricular activities like uh, like you did in the last one with your uh, – what what was that, the, the pickup car line, drop-off the, thing? Yeah, the yeah. Pickup,
2: yeah, no, we don't have to do anything like that because this is a high school, and so yeah. kids can drive themselves, and there are buses, right? Nice. <laughs> But um no, I you didn't listen to the last episode, obviously, David, right? I did not, no. I'm terrible. Okay. It's been busy. No, it's okay. Like every every teacher, every faculty member is has to sponsor a club because we mm. take time away from the school day to do clubs. Oh. And myself and another and another teacher are sponsoring science fiction club. Nice. True story. Right. Mm -hmm. It's technically a science fiction and horror club, right? Okay. But I'm the science fiction guy.
1: So basically, like, alien and predator.
2: Well, I mean, yeah, that would (laughs) be science fiction and horror, like, combining (laughs) the genres, right?
0: Alien versus predator? Oh, yeah. But we could
2: just do science fiction on its own and then horror on its own. Yeah. You don't have to look for sci fi horror specifically yeah yeah I mean the x-files I think would count as sci-fi Ooh,
1: horror yeah that's yes. even better when's the some, Files? there's
2: some episodes one? of the Twilight Zone
0: yeah when when is the uh when, when's our x-files podcast coming out did we decided yet
2: you know listen we could actually get Raquel to listen to that one because she's a big fan of the x-files
0: okay her ringtone
2: on her, her ring on her phone is the x-files theme song theme music the whiffle? it's the whiffle that dude oh, whatever cool. i can't do it but you know what i'm talking about yeah the creepy sounding music
0: yeah man hey don't knock it i like it yeah
2: <laughs> very
0: cool oh, so so she's she's an, she's a x-file file huh
2: that's right Definitely.
0: Well, this one's for you, Raquel. <laughs> yeah,
2: right there.
1: What a creepy, just a creepy intro to a show. <laughs> God, that thing give me chills as a kid. Because we, when I was a kid, we would watch that with my parents. Just sunday nights on fox man
0: like nine I mean, o'clock. That's,
2: that's iconic though yeah you're iconic eh, Whoa. Really.
0: okay x-files podcast coming fall 2032 i mean we got we got a plan right we got a plan we gotta watch i
2: mean we Have could we know? could watch it in real time right like I mean, like one episode a week real for ten years, right? To prepare. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Events occur in real time. <laughs> oh, boy.
1: The mashup nobody expected. Uh,
0: Twenty-four X Files. Hmm. Mm. Well. Anyway, well, so guess what? What um the missus and I decided to uh, to do for uh, for a little, our anniversary coming up. I'll tell you. What did you do, Chase? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I don't like the guessing
2: game. Just tell me. <laughs> I don't like to guess.
1: I don't wanna guess.
0: So, okay, so originally uh, we had made plans to go to Denver for um, our, our anniversary. Um, I've never been to Denver, never been to Colorado. Um, I don't think she had been either. And we'd just been kind of like trying to figure out like what to do, uh, for like, well, you know, like going there and stuff like we, we have friends, you know, out in Colorado, of course. So we could have like, just visited them like for a minute basically. But like in terms of entertainment, you know, we were kind of like on the struggle bus trying to figure out what to do. Like I wanted to go hiking, you know, check out Rocky mountain national park, check out the air force, uh, memorial and the Academy and everything. um, but there was this other thing that we've been dying to go to, and and whatnot. But there have been like such crazy restrictions; it's it hasn't even been funny. So um, I think it was um, beginning of this week. Um, I was like finishing up some like client notes or something like that, and um, I was like literally like packing up my computer and everything. And she's like, "Let me know when you're done. I want to talk to you about something." I'm like, "Oh shoot, here we go." And, uh, anyway, I go out and she's like, guess what, what restrictions have been lifted at Broadway. You want to go see the music man? I'm like, what are you new? So we've literally planned a New York trip in like a matter of two days. So, we're going to see The Music Man on Broadway in New York, and we are, like, so incredibly excited to do that for our anniversary. So, I don't recommend planning a New York trip in two days, but if you need to, you can. So, that's us. So, yeah, we're, we're going to be, um, we'll be there beginning of October uh, for our anniversary, and um, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. So, I'm, I'm very excited, I'm very happy that the dream is coming true. I mean, it's Hugh Jackman, who plays the lead of Professor Harold Hill. Um, I don't know if either one of you've ever heard of Sutton Foster, um, but she's um, she plays the the um, other lead, uh, Marion Peru, um, in the Music Man. So, yeah, good that's stuff. That's cool.
2: That's cool, though. Yeah, Broadway is opening back up again.
0: Yeah, yeah, they had some like crazy restrictions, so
2: you probably have to show your vaccine card to go watch the show, though.
0: Actually, that's um, that's actually one of the things that was lifted is oh, okay. you you don't have to like masks are optional and vaccine proof is no longer required wow so kind of surprising actually but yeah we'll be Those staying we'll be staying in a hotel uh, near Times Square so uh, we're going to be really getting getting the experience and again I've never been to New York City so or the city I've been told is what it needs to be referred to the city I mean,
2: I've been there plenty of times. Wow, must
0: be nice, Eric. Must be nice. I
2: mean, my my family is from Queens. That's true. My mom was born my mom was born on Long Island. (laughs) (laughs) What did that have anything to do with anything? It didn't. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay. Well, have we rambled long enough?
2: Yeah, I think so. Okay.
0: You good, David?
1: I think I'm good. Yeah, I, I won't prolong the suffering. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, everyone. Talk track. This is your red alert. We're going into spoilerific territory as we um, go into warp one and we talk about Star Trek Lower Deck season three episode two The Least Dangerous Game. Oh man. Guys, guys, we're we're in the second episode, and I don't know about you, but like I was kinda I'm kind of happy that I saw a little bit of some Star Trek D going on. <laughs>
1: Mar martox of Catan over here that's
2: right <laughs> no no i was like damn gentleman Mo- chancellor martog here we go here we go that's cool like yep, bringing back jg hersler and yeah, we got two
0: legacy character moments now here we go <laughs> we got him. yep <laughs> we got him. we got it on lockdown oh shoot okay well all is well, seemingly, on the Cerritos um, this go around. Of course, we have uh, Captain Freeman back. Yay, Captain Freeman! Ooh. And uh, <laughs> anyway, she's back. But and um, everyone's just kind of doing their thing. And we have our crew, um, our our crew of misfits, down in uh, I guess it's like the shuttle bay, playing. I don't know, Klingon Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, the know.
2: ferengi just... knockoff
0: edition right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's an expansion pack that you can pay for apparently um <laughs> and uh yeah like just uh just jibber jabbering having a good old time just kind of talking and um we find out that some random dude um was his name voldum i think voldum something like that um ended up getting a promotion to uh captain uh, between the last time we saw him getting stabbed in season two till now, Um then fin- Foldum? him? i can't remember his name. Anyway, Wait,
2: that guy—that guy—we were supposed to recognize that guy.
0: He—he he was stabbed yes. in season two.
2: Yeah. When?
0: Um. I totally like- did not remember this. I'm yeah, supposed to be the the, the knowledge guy. Womp womp womp. I think uh i think uh commander eric's about to get demoted yeah. until he can you know up update his firmware or something i don't know no bad joke Man,
2: Okay, i i did not what episode was this person in
0: see that's your job i don't i don't know i just like <laughs> anyway
2: well you hot. don't know either then i don't i know he was in season two okay Jeez.
0: Okay, fine. Good talk everyone. Alright, that's the show. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, this the 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 bullying, he was in in season two. Um he was just seeming like like a one off character. Like he made like a few passing appearances, but that was about it. So like nothing no one we really I think saw too much of. I I anyway. So you know Boimler's like all like upset like you know he's like doing all these things to be this premier officer and yet like this seemingly i guess slacker of a guy is now captain you know like and, and i think what was the, what was the line like a very um uh mediocre rise or something to the rank of captain is that what it was like basically everyone died and he was like the only one to take over for the ship
2: yeah he got a battlefield promotion or something <laughs> basically <like that>. basically, <laughs> basically
0: yeah um anyway so yeah so um we have we have um um mariner who's being summoned by by ransom um at the top of the episode like to basically be early like stupid early to a meeting now guys like how many of you have been like the victim of like someone saying um to be early is to be on time and to be on time is to
2: be late What do you mean being the victim of that? That's like my motto in life. (laughs) I can't stand being on time. I have to be early everywhere. I mean,
0: you might feel that way, but like, but have you experienced someone just shaming
2: you about it? Shaming me for being early? I don't look, dude. I'm trying
0: to, I'm just trying to, you know, create some content. I'm trying to create segues here. I'm just, I'm doing the best I can, Eric. Shaming
1: you for being late to being early.
0: Come on, Commander David. Let's go, somebody.
2: No, no, that has never happened to me ever.
0: Okay. Because he's never been late.
2: Mm. That's right. Ever. Ever. Well, I'm not going to say that, but like.
0: Feel like i'm supposed to be saying something right here but i'm not it's fine so how many times have you been late chase huh? never never how many times
1: have you been late
0: never i mean i did have a mediocre rise to the rank of captain but i've never ever been late for anything ever in my entire yeah, life yeah
1: that's right how did you make captain on this ship why i captain of this ship
0: i went to um become a <laughs> Did you get your your uh, I got my license, I got endorsed real quick, like just like that. <laughs>
1: Along with becoming an ordained minister.
0: They had to pay I had to pay forty five bucks to get my pips, but you know, it's fine. Oh goodness. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh but anyway, yeah, so um, you know, she's being supervised and trained or, you know, exhorted, whatever, by by ransom, and they have to go on a mission, and she's like
2: uh
0: which we'll get to that in here in a little bit. And uh Boimler of course is just trying to just be the yes man now. Like that's his storyline. So like we're we're the pat we're at the fork in the woods and here we go. Um you, which you one know, would y'all rather was... talk
2: about? Hold on. Go ahead, Chase. I
0: was gonna say, which one would y'all rather dive into and talk about right now?
2: Oh, I wanna talk about the Boims of it all. Okay, go for it. Okay. I <laughs> I just got to say, I enjoyed the mess out of the Boimler story here. Like, this, this made me happy watching the Boimler story. Like, the whole premise of Lower Decks is that they're not the important people, right? They're not in the room where it happens. <laughs> you know? They are the little people. Like nothing they do really matters and this is just like the perfect embodiment of that whole idea it's like nothing boimler is doing here really matters right sure it's like it's like wedge from last season it's just like a day (laughs) off episode (laughs) where like it doesn't matter but it's it's like fulfilling the premise of this show almost perfectly in my opinion yeah it's like hey you want to go play spring ball sweaty meatheads throwing balls at me ah no thanks <laughs> no wait you know i'll go i'll go play, I'll go play spring ball with you oh sure you goes go play spring ball oh i was really impressed with you thanks no not with your playing with your shrieking yeah. come be in my dirge band and they used the phrase they he called it a dirge that made me so happy because am how many times have I come on here and called that DSpace 9 theme a dirge, right? <laughs> and they used it on the show. It was like, perfect. Yes, they called it a dirge. <laughs> and they're just like this giant choir of people who are just crying. <laughs> <seeing>. <laughs> and then this random creepy dude walks out of the shadows and he's like, hello, Bert Boimler. Ah! I hate when people walk out of the wait? shadows. <laughs> would you how many, like how many to sit for program? an oil painting oil me up <laughs> <laughs> like, this is like like this is like what this show should be in my opinion it's just dumb stuff that like really doesn't matter a whole lot because we're lower deckers and i just enjoyed the mess out of it
0: yeah
1: well i mean in, in not to not to be too serious or anything but it it also does kind of outline that you 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 can plan everything to a t but that doesn't always mean that all of your plans are right or or that everything is going to go according to plan but if you take chances and maybe you say yes to a couple things that break you out of your comfort zone that can lead you in in good directions i mean now he basically has a I'll do whatever you ask from Shaxx, which is which is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, like the that was like something we saw. Um, was it last season? You know, like trying to have like a bridge buddy, and um, like we see Boimler, um, you know, making a connection with Ransom last last season, and now we have it with Shaxx, which is kind of cool. Um, it's been like kind of like hit and miss, I guess, with Freeman with you know those two, but. Um, it was kind of cool, like, you know, seeing Boimler kind of make some progress. Question mark. Big question mark. Um, anyway, the Boimler, the Boimler storyline story was pretty fun. So, um, let's let's come back to the Boimler storyline. Um, so, <clears throat> um, Mariner and Ransom, along with... Um, um, Rutherford and our chief engineer all have to go like repair a um, uh, an orbital lift, right? A space, space elevator.
2: elevator.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Ransom has like the brilliant idea of having the engineers. Go down to this planet and uh, have a good time. And for them to do engineering.
1: It's a terrible idea. (laughs) So, I mean, I know we saw Freeman in the episode, but like, so we're just. Handing off all command decisions ransom in this particular episode. Is that
2: well, I I mean, know how we're doing it's the first officer? Riker got yeah, put yeah. in charge of doing things. Kira got put in charge of doing things. That's true. Like your first officer, like he runs the ship, right? Captain makes the decisions, but like the first officer runs the ship, doesn't he? The crew yeah. all report to him. That's true. That's true. That's, That's good, good at least. Yeah. So Yeah, like this, uh,
0: like, hmm. I think this is like really like what um, uh, I think this is like really part of the premise, like where, you know, like we, we see, or, you know, like, you know, we're, we're so conditioned to um, senior staff, like bridge officers, you know, like um, being like these virtuous, like amazing characters, like that have it all together, make all like the right decisions and stuff. And then we see the episode Lower Decks on Next Gen, and it's different, like in how they, ter- in terms of how they see them. And then we see this, we see this ransom making this decision that we're going to do engineering instead of the engineers, oh. bruh, for real, bruh, really.
2: Well, uh, I and- think this is just somebody in command trying to assert their command, right? Uh, Yeah. He's like, I don't care if it makes sense. You're going to do what I tell you to do. Because I'm in command and I can tell you to do what I want you to do.
0: I mean, yeah, I guess that's true. You know,
1: That's fair, but I, I, I do think that the entire episode is about stepping out of comfort zones. I think that's just the theme of it. And, you know, you have two command level officers who are you know, taking over engineering, to engineering officers who are taking over, you know, like a potential command situation on a, on a planet. So it's just all about getting out of your comfort zone.
2: Where's
0: Dr. Tiana? What's she
1: doing?
2: She's not in this episode.
1: Hey, hey no. Chase, let, uh, let me say, who cares?
2: Dang, bro, dang.
0: Uh, That's mean. Yeah, that is mean. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. So things uh things go kind of sideways with um uh the the platform and uh, and things down on the planet. Apparently, there's issues with belly buttons um, yeah. and how they are displayed. <laughs>
2: Yeah, we have a wellness planet where people run everywhere and they <laughs> frolic, but don't step on the rose bushes.
0: <laughs> so I'm not the only one that was thinking of that also. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, Wesley. We're supposed
2: to think about that.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. And it's just like these these things that just go one right after the other of like, oh just you know, um, you know, speak from the diaphragm and, you know, puff up your chest and just, you know, pretend you got it all together. It'll be fine. It'll be fine.
2: Yeah, yeah. I just confidently asked for a parlay.
0: I, I went, instantly went back to Pirates of the Caribbean. Curse <laughs> the Black Pearl. Oh God. <sighs> okay. And, yeah, I mean, like, they're, I mean, the engineers, they're doing their best to, like, be command... You know division officers and it's just like going downhill real fast and um mariners like having none of it and i know she was being defiant but i kind of appreciated mariner in this episode um even if she was like trying to leave and do the thing i mean i just I, I, for some reason i just appreciated how she was kind of handling it um even if she did do like an orbital platform platform, you know, skydive thing and then have to rock climb back up to the top, um and whatnot. I mean
2: Yeah, I think you can see that she's like she like genuinely is concerned for the situation. Truly. Which is like maybe it's just her friend that she's concerned for, but like that seems somewhat out of character for Mariner. So maybe she's learning something. Yeah.
0: yeah. But and- I like
2: it. I like it.
0: I did, yeah, yeah. I mean, like this, I said last week. Like, I don't know if like this show has quite grown its beard, but I feel like we got some stubble, you know.
2: I mean, I think yeah. the show has has got more than a little bit of stubble.
0: I mean, we maybe have like five o'clock shadow by this point, like a full on five o'clock shadow. Let's go, somebody.
2: I think we maybe we have a little bit more than that. A mustache. Ooh. I mean, it's Are only you... two ep- only two episodes, but man, you know. Who knows? Maybe there's a full beard there. Are you trying
1: to rate deltas in this episode? Is that what we're trying to do here? We trying to delta rate this show? What
2: are we doing? (laughs) We we delta rated last week's episode, David. (laughs) Sorry. It's fine. It's fine, everyone. It's fine.
0: Um, anyway, yeah, so we're we're just having like a heck of a time like with trying to fix the platform and Um, along the way like we have to evacuate people to the Cerritos um, which happens off screen that's fine we see them um, later on in like the 10 forward type of place uh, like the mess hall whatever on the Cerritos but we'll get to that in a little bit Um, but yeah we get down there um, because like things have gone sideways and Mariner is just exhausted like from doing it she's like falling asleep with her skydive I love that yeah (laughs) there's
2: Star Trek Trek 2009 skydive.
0: that's right yeah um <laughs> that was great it was great and uh yeah we get down there and ransom is just being ransom and like rips off his shirt and like shows like how great of a specimen he is and um like the was it like the psychic baby the senient computer and what else was it are just amazed by him and his physique. That yeah, you know today. like
2: I know I've said many, many times, like Star <laughs> Trek is a show where we solve our problems using science and technology and our cunning and our wisdom and our di- and diplomacy. And like, how do we solve our problem here? We rip off our shirt. Yeah. like it sounds ridiculous. Like as ridiculous as that sounds, right? It actually might be good diplomacy. <laughs> like, like, it's like, oh, rip off my shirt and behold my abs because I'm a meathead and I work out all the time. <laughs> but it's, like, it's like the perfect thing to do here, and Ransom knows it's the perfect thing. And like this, this might be good diplomacy. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a couple hours too late, right? <laughs> but... Maybe he was onto something here. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> goodness, goodness. Well, they end up okay. I mean, like they're they're about to be like dunked into like some like liquid hot magma, all Temple of Doom style. Um, but it ends up being okay. Like Psychic Baby and sentient computer. I mean, they're they're all cool with it. I mean, they're like, yeah, okay, you're a fine. But the testament. volcano was alive too, right? Yeah, sentient sin- yeah, volcano. volcano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man well that's that's it for that storyline I think yeah okay so um yes man we have um we have some Jim Carrey stuff going on right with with yes man um Boimler's a yes man like he hasn't been taking advantage of opportunities like we were kind of alluding to in the beginning you know he's gonna go play some spring ball um he's gonna go join a choir with uh And um, he's just, you know, he's he's living his best life now, guys. Living his best life now, right? And um, along the way, you know, like he's he's, you know, just talking about how great it is that he's saying yes to everything, and you know, he's he's gonna no matter what say yes to the next thing that someone asks him to do. Bad idea. <laughs> terrible idea. A horrible, terrible, bad idea. You wanna like get hunted, bro? Um.
2: Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> you mean like a metaphorical hunt, right? <laughs> no.
0: Yeah, and like, uh, yeah. This, I mean, this dude is like terrifying, terrifying. <laughs> um, truly, like whenever, whenever I saw this, like, um, I don't remember if I told you, you guys at all, um, either on here or off, but. Um, Like, a few months ago, my daughter was, like, really into um, the show on Paramount+. Plus. um, Was it Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? And um, it's, like, one of the more newer ones, I think. And um, towards the end of the run of the show, Shredder finally shows up. And, like, the way he's, like, drawn and everything, he just looks like this guy. Looks like Cranch in, um, in this episode. So... I was like, "Wow, we got Shredder! Cool." I mean, he kind of does have like a Shredder vibe to him, by the way. I think he does, at least. But yeah, you have two out. What was it? Two hours to hide or get or prepare or something like that. The hunt
2: begins in one hour.
0: One hour, okay. One hour. And he goes. What are you doing? You've only got
2: one hour. Run.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Has and like he goes right up to the door, like and is asking, like, "Bro, really?" Like, do you even, bro? Do you even hide?
2: There are only three kinds of prey. (laughs) Those who are immobilized by their fear. (laughs) And those who cower and hide. What's the third type? Some lizard thing that doesn't really apply to you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I just want to point out that um, in looking up who voiced Cranch, I was just so happy whenever I saw who voiced Cranch. And it's Nolan North. If anyone knows who Nolan North is, um, he, uh, among other things, he voiced um, the character of Nathan Drake in the Uncharted video game series, which I'm a huge okay. fan of. Okay. Huge fan of, of his. Um, he's, he does like a lot of video game voices. Um, he did uh, voice work in... Um, Oh, my gosh. Why am I spazzing now? Um, Bio something. What is that called? Bio what? Bioshock. Bioshock. Thank you. Thank you, David. Yeah, he voiced characters in Bioshock, among others. Um, He's a very, very prolific voice actor. Um, And the fact that he was on a Star Trek show, like, I was just so happy about. Like, it was cool. cool. Um, So... Um the hunt begins and Boimler is freaking the heck out and um you know, just running and running and running and he comes across uh, Captain Freeman um trying to say, like, I need help, I need help, I need security and like you know, she does it and then finds out it's Cranch and um She's like, Oh, it's
2: him? Psh,
0: delay that.
2: You're <laughs> fine. <laughs> <laughs> and then he Yeah, has- a lovely brunch with him this morning.
0: And then he shows up, thanks again for the mimosas. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for <to> the mimosas. <laughs> oh, man. So he, Boimler, like, being Boimler, just like, you know, he's freaking out, right? So um, he he ends up in the shuttle bay, like, where they were playing, you know, Ferengi, Star Trek, whatever, d d And uh, Martok comes on to give him a little pep talk. After dumping everything over and like being terrified and stuff and he gears up and decides he's going to hunt Cranch instead of being hunted. (laughs) hunted I am Boimler the
2: Bull. I am bold Boimler. And I am going to hunt you. (laughs) (laughs) Ah! The prey always try to become the hunters every time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
0: man. Man. Uh, Well, and turns out it was all for a selfie. And...
2: (laughs) A selfie stick. We practiced catch and release. (laughs) Because we value our life.
0: (laughs) God. What do you think of that, man? Like, Value all life, but you want to maim it just to release it, type of thing. Yeah, just just little no casual maiming, it's fine.
2: <laughs> I mean, you know, he took him to sick bay eventually. Eventually.
0: <laughs> good grief.
2: No, I mean, it was it was. <laughs> I don't know how I expected this to end, the hunt, but it was not this way, which was no. which is a good thing, right? That this show can surprise me after like not being able to surprise me much anymore only really being able to disappoint me in the past yeah
0: Yeah. wow 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 well there we go um, anything else happened
2: I mean <laughs> yeah, they reunited to play Martok D&D again and yep. to, and yeah, and there by the expansion pack, buy or you can buy it a la, mo- la card. <laughs> a la mode. A la mode. I corrected myself. Um... And then it was like, Frankie sa- sales tax, not included. All sales final. <laughs> like the little fine print there. I was... That was hilarious to me. Yep, it was good.
0: Oh well, there we go. That's it. I mean, that's that's basically it. I think that might have been like the fastest we've ever done with an episode. Wow. Yeah, I think so.
2: <laughs> hey, All I right. think we covered. I think we covered it though.
0: I, I mean, we did with giggles along the way too. So I mean, that's that's probably a good thing. Maybe. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move into the evaluation portion of this episode. Um, starting with the deltas, where we talk about the different divisions of Starfleet Service and how well they are or aren't represented um, in the story. Starting with, um, or looking at specifically uh, command, uh, dealing with like leadership, leadership theory, and things of that nature. Um, operations division with um, you know your engineering, your uh, ops, your logistics, your communications, um, and as well as science or science stuff. So, uh, guys, how are we doing with the delta?
2: You know i'm gonna sit here and say i'm not sure how well any of the deltas actually happen in this episode because like again our captain is not really in this episode she's not really making command decisions and you know i'm not really a big fan of carol freeman i've said that in the past um ransom is not being a good commander right in this episode like Yes, he does come through at the end with what I think is pretty good diplomacy. I'm not going to lie. Like, some like... But I have a difficult time because he's, he's so bad before that. So, like... Like, I don't know. Maybe maybe you can say Mariner trying to be, like... Assert herself and saying, you're doing the wrong thing here. Like, like maybe that is some command. I don't know. I, but I just don't really feel like... I want to give a command Delta to this episode. Okay. Um, I mean, they're they're doing some engineering, right? M- Mariner and Ransom, they're not doing it well, but they're doing some engineering, right? They forgot to do something that Billups told them they should be doing, right? hmm So they're doing engineering. Was there any science in this episode? No, I don't think so was so like like I don't know if I wanna give any deltas for this episode, but like honestly I don't think it matters. Okay. Because okay. maybe that's the point of this show is that it's not about the deltas. Yeah.
0: It's not about the deltas. Stop it, Eric.
2: Maybe that's well, Star Trek Picard wasn't about the deltas. We didn't even do that. We skipped that segment. <laughs>
0: oh my goodness. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. What do you got, David? Oh boy.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, I don't think there's any real science delta to here. There's nothing really scientific going on. Um, engineering. I, I mean, there was an attempt to fix any, you know, this lift or whatever, but does trying equate to succeeding? I, I don't know. Um, so I, I i guess how about a nice 16th of a delta for Ooh. for attempting okay. <laughs> for attempting to fix something okay. um you know c- command though i i would say that like it, it's it's wishy-washy a little bit here because like you know freeman our captain is you know the only time we see her she continues to allow this hunt which eventually ends in your ensign being impaled by a spear while he is not killed he was still impaled by a spear so i mean you know it's like ah yeah stop the shenanigans on my ship maybe um but with like ransom i think it was more plot demanded obviously seeing as they're trying new things and so forth but he did come through in the end. And, and I think like even throughout the, the episode he was attempting to tell our engineers sort of like, Hey, look, do this, do that. It'll work here. So it kind of made you, it it kind of made you think about like, uh, was he more, in quotations, in control of the situation than what we maybe gave him credit for, because the the only thing that I'd say is, he was attempting to coach his, you know, his engineers down on the planet. Was this sort of the plan? It's like, hey, let's try and mix it up. Let let's let's give you something to do. And, and also, while it's somewhat unfair, I don't know if it's unfair because Mariner is kind of a ridiculous character. He's also trying to test her too, to you know, to put some trust in her or at least to to try and maybe like uh see if she'll shake out Mm -hmm. um you know and and are you actually going to be starfleet or do you are you going to constantly pull a a burnham maneuver where you just do whatever the heck you want and uh, maneuver (laughs) yeah just a casual burnham maneuver
0: but
1: i i think that um i i think that i i i'm I'm leaning towards maybe like say let, let's let just say a nice half a Delta because I, I feel like he's a bit more in quotations in control of the situation than maybe we give him credit for because he, he is still coaching his people. He is still like, you know, spending time with Burnham to see if she'll shake out or not because like she's a completely disruptive force. This isn't just like a, oh, I have a, uh, uh like some sort of objection to Starfleet or so She's just kind of crazy but even with her she's even kind of trying to learn it seems like trying to learn a little bit as as well even Boimler you know learning to try new things and maybe get off the stagnant path to maybe get back up to that that lieutenant grade or whatever so I, I don't know I, I'll give it about a half I think it was fine
0: okay alright so I think last week Eric and I had talked about how um, there were some like I think pretty substantial like demonstrations of delta stuff going on and you you I mean there's like not much in the way of science I mean like the, like there was science in the sense of like hey, let's pretend we're doing a science project, you know like and thinking that way, you know about in last week's episode and engineering like rewiring stuff and like changing like how uh we what we consider is what basically and like there's like some command maybe a little bit stuff so like we had like a decent representation of stuff last week um and then this week like i mean this is um i mean it was i thought it was a good episode so I I guess I'm kind of like with you, Eric, like, does it matter this go around for, um, if, if it's there or not, basically. So, I mean, I mean, yeah, maybe there's like a little bit of like the command division stuff, like in, you know, um, having a process of like how you mentor, how you coach or supervise type of thing and giving, like your your crew, like a safe space to fail, basically. I mean, I think that can be good leadership. Um, I just think maybe it went on just a little, little bit, like a teensy tiny little bit, too long uh, with that storyline. Um, maybe they should have gone like a little bit sooner, so like it wasn't all Temple of Doom down down there um, as fast. So, I mean, other than that, like I'm I'm pretty happy with it. Um, I thought this was a fun storyline um, for Lower Decks. So uh, with that, guys, let's uh, let's mosey on to um, our numerical rating. So on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being a dumpster fire, 10 being absolutely amazing that even George, 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 George <laughs> Gene Roddenberry <laughs> would salute himself. How would you rate this episode? George. Hey, George.
2: <laughs> wow, Chase. Wow. Just wow. Um <laughs> I will I'll start by saying this. The Boimler storyline is damn near perfect in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I don't know if it's like a 10, the Boimler storyline. Sure. But it's it fully delivers on the premise of Lower Decks, in my opinion. Like, the Boimler story. Because it's like, here's a Lower Decker, nothing he does really matters, right? He's kind of involved in things that just, like, are happening. He's not, you know, but it's like, it, it, it's, it's almost perfect, the Boimler stuff. Like, the other, the Mariner stuff, not as strong, not as solid, in my opinion, but... I'm going to say, I have been very critical of lower decks in the past, right? Like I, I probably been the most critical of all of us. I don't know. Maybe that's true. Maybe that's not. Who knows? Um, I think my rating, my average rating is probably lower than both of yours. It is. If I was to look. Um, okay. Okay. So maybe I have been (laughs) harsher. Uh, (laughs) Um, but Chase, you were like, did, did this show grow its beard? And like, you're like, maybe it's got some five o'clock shadow or some stubble. It's like, Maybe there's a full beard going on here because this season I know we're only two episodes in and like there's a long way to go and like Star Trek Picard season two, two episodes in, I think we both thought we all three of us thought was crushing it and we saw where that went. Uh (laughs) So like maybe we need to do a little slow your roll here, but this season I'm seeing a dramatic improvement and. I always say, even as critical as I am, like, I don't like Michael Burnham, I'm very critical of her, but when she does something worthy of praise, I make sure to, like, point it out and say, listen, she's, like, I am saluting you for doing this thing here, and I'm saying right now, two episodes in, I am enjoying this season, like, this might be the second best episode of Lower Decks ever. Wow. Like, I, honestly, like, I mean, maybe the third. I think the third is probably, like, you know, Wedge, Duj, and then uh, No Small Parts. But this is, like, in my opinion, a fantastic Lower Decks episode. Um, With that said, I think I'll give it, like, an 8.5. Wow. I enjoyed this episode.
0: Whoa. Wow. Home Slash. Wow. I know that comes as a shock to the people. <laughs> I was not expecting an 8.5 from you, bud. Wow.
2: I I enjoyed the heck out of this. Wow. Okay.
0: Okay. Okay. Does here that make
2: you have to rethink things?
0: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> my brain is just doing things right now. And wow. Okay. Uh well, David. That's
2: what I'm here, that's what I'm here for.
0: <laughs> David, okay. So David, you uh You weren't here with us last week because you were doing things like adulting. Mm -hmm. Um, So before we, um, you know, before we talk about like, you know, you say your piece and whatever about this week's episode, I wanted to like pause for a second and kind of see where you stand with last week's episode.
1: Oh, yeah, sure. So, I mean, I, I, uh, I will say that I enjoyed this week's episode more than last week's episode but you know it was fun it it was a fun little episode it kind of had more instead of just shoving a bunch of stuff it kind of had the homage to like you know like first contacts from Cochran um you know going to you know Cisco's father's uh restaurant and you know pouring a bunch of hot sauce on on some jambalaya and so Mm -hmm. forth and, and wearing those crazy shirts that they wore for some reason and thought those were futuristic. Like it was it was a fun episode. Um and I and I would say that the the one thing I really liked about episode 1 was really the end where Carol Freeman comes in and says, you know, you kind of got to trust in Starfleet like yeah, it, but... You know, just in the, in the, the Superman hero pose, uh, I don't remember the, all the words, but you know, oh, a special leap force team found out, you know, blah, blah, blah. It was actually the pack who blew up Packlid planet to blame us to get a new planet for pack and all this stuff, which totally sounds like something they would do. Um, but like, I, I think, I think the overall message of like sort of, you know, kind of trying to trust the process a little bit. Uh, I, I felt like it it set up a, a different tone for, for this season because I, I think we've been pretty critical of Lower Decks. And I, I really hesitate to say this because I also felt like I said this um, for the last season of Discovery, almost like, hey, I think they're listening to us. <laughs> and then it's like, <laughs> oh, they weren't. They weren't listening at all those Yes, SOBs, but I, you know, I do feel kind of like that maybe, at least for a couple of episodes, they might be trying to evolve the show a little bit because while there's still the outlandish humor, um, I still think they're trying to drive home at least one centralized message. And in last week, it was, you know, like trust Starfleet. this is this is a good organization. We're here for each other. We're backing each other up. If something bad happens to even a California-class captain, Starfleet is going to make sure that the truth comes out, and they did. Obviously, we know that's not always the case, and blah 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 blah. Anything sure. can happen, but I thought it was it was it was a decent message for the first show. So I, I don't want to like jump all up and down and say like it was like the greatest piece of television ever. I, I mean, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I thought it was I thought it was average, you know. I don't think it was like crazy, but it was pretty average. I was probably somewhere. I think my rating falls at like maybe a seven point eight. I, I you know I, I had a, I had a decent time, but I, I didn't like really pop my top off for it. It was just decent television for for a cartoon. Okay. Um, then kind of running into into week two, and uh, you know I got to agree with Eric a lot. I thought the Boimler storyline was. I thought it was hilarious. Like it was the first time, like I actually like, la- because it's hard. It's kind of hard to make me like laugh, laugh at like jokes and that sort of stuff. It's it's just a different. I'm just I'm just yeah. a, you know sociopath. It's fine. But anyway, uh, I, I, I genuinely laughed at it. it was kind of funny because like you have this character who's always sort of back in the background and he's like super smart, obviously, but he never puts himself out there. He, he's not necessarily like. A, I wouldn't necessarily call him like a, a go-getter, so to speak. He, he just kind of, he's, he's there, and he thinks he knows what he needs to do to get in command, but does he really? Um, so changing the status quo was kind of fun. Uh, watching him kind of, you know, <laughs> everything's going good until it goes bad, and he gets mm-hmm. stabbed in the arm and has a little bit of nerve damage, but now he's bold Boimler, and he's rolling a four. You know, it's all great. <laughs> It's fine. And you get your arms ripped off. But I I, I, I I really enjoyed a lot of the humor just in that line. And even like down in the little Martok D and D game. It was it was kind of clever. It was it was smart. It's like it's a little bit more well thought out comedy. Um it's just not a bunch of sex totem jokes like we mm-hmm. seem to constantly have last season. Mm-hmm. And then even like the ransom, th- ransom and Mariner line with our weird little planet and showing belly buttons and sentient volcanoes and sentient baby talking psychic babies and computers for the checks and balances of it all. <laughs> it was you know it was it was it was interesting to me. Like I actually genuinely kind of had an interest in the show. So like I'm not gonna go insane over it. And I and I think. I will say this here today, when we eventually do the retrospective for this series, I feel like this show might be something that I'd look back on and see if I want to rate a little higher potentially. It depends on how the rest of the season goes, but I'm taking Eric's advice that I do want to temper expectation a little bit and not like go over the top. But I agree. I think it's an 8.5. I think it's a, I think it was a really great episode of, of this show. Um, and depending on how the rest of the season goes, it, it could go potentially up. It, it was actually a lot of fun, a lot of fun to watch.
0: You know, the the one joke that I actually literally laughed out loud at was there at the very end. And you started to say the joke, David, um, like your, your arms have been ripped off. <laughs> and you were um, uh, so you literally died at your own hands.
2: <laughs> not an honorable death. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, as much as Mariner has just annoyed the snot out of me, um, in these previous seasons, and like I just want her off the show, type of thing. There, I said it. Um, I actually found myself very interested in Mariner, and not annoyed by her which like last week and this week is like just refreshing and you know kind of kind of weird so (laughs) i mean that's just kind of where i'm at with that but the boimler story was i mean i i i think i enjoyed it more because I just really love the movie Yes Man with Jim Carrey and it was just it was that and like the the whole premise of that movie wasn't to say yes to everything but to open yourself up to new possibilities like new opportunities which is exactly what happened with Boimler and the growth and the transformation that he went through with that um I mean I did like the fact that Nolan North was in that so that's like bonus points for me um I'm having a hard time deciding which episode I like more, though, so far. And that's kind of weird, too, you know, with as critical as we've been, um, you know, the last couple of years with Lower Decks. So, um, I don't know, like, part of me feels like I would probably watch Grounded more, um, more often than this episode. But I think this episode, I mean, I think it is maybe a better quality and well more well rounded kind of episode. So um I don't want to be that guy, so I won't be. Um I'll I'll give into peer pressure and I'll give it an eight point five myself.
2: Yeah, I knew you were gonna do that. <laughs> well uh, oh wow, I have to go growl over here.
0: <laughs> growly growly grow. You knew I was gonna do that, huh?
1: is that I the first time we've all been unanimous
2: going?
0: do what now what is was that it
1: the say? first time we've been unanimous on a on a rating
0: i think so wow yeah, yeah
2: yeah we've probably all been really close but i think sometimes we're like well david gave him an 8.6 so i'll give him 8.7 <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, David count. David gave, or um, Eric gave it a four so I'll give it a, a seven <laughs> balance <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> as all things should be that's right that's right
0: okay well that's it for the rating so um, uh, before we get out of here let's talk about the most important part of this show and that is what Eric
2: Twitter poll.
0: the Twitter poll. All right, gang. So, um, you know, we ask these very important questions. We poll the Twitterverse. And uh, this week for the Twitter poll, the question was, the inquiry was, who would make the most interesting hunter if you were hunted? Okay. Who would make the most interesting hunter if you were hunted? And your choices were Van Pelt from Jumanji, the Predator from Predator, Craven from Marvel or Spider-Man um, and Cranch from this week's episode
2: who would make the most interesting one or who's the one I would want hunting me
0: it's however you want to interpret that who would make the most an interesting hunter if you were hunted Van Pelt the predator Craven or Cranch
2: well I don't want the predator hunting me because I know I would die mm, mm, mm. <laughs> let's mm. just start there right mm. okay <laughs> Good talk. I have no idea who Craven is. Okay. So, Craven's not out a of clue. People. Never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if 10 year old Kirsten Dunst and man child Robin Williams can, can outsmart the guy from Jumanji, <laughs> I could probably outsmart him too. Right? <laughs> so, that's who I would want hunting me. Okay. <laughs>
0: Say that again, Eric. Say it again. Say it again.
2: What? Ten-year-old man. <laughs> Kirsten Dunst and man-child Robin Williams. can Outsmart and beat this guy. <laughs> oh boy, boy, oh boy. Okay, so so
0: so cast your vote, Eric. Who's it going to be, well, man?
2: The the Jumanji guy. Okay. okay. That's who I want hunting me. Okay. <laughs> how,
0: about, how about you, David?
1: What were the names again? So Van Pelt, Pre- Predator. Craven and Cranch, and Cranch was from this episode this week's episode yeah okay so am I asking or am I answering who I would want to hunt me or who I just would like to see hunt I'm sure no you're terrible <laughs> because if I'm talking about just hunting me I'll take the guy from this episode because all he wants is a selfie of my my splayed body and he'll let me live and that's fine but like, if I'm just talking about like, hey, hey, I, I want somebody to like get me food. Like, th- this is more like like Challenge Island on Discovery Channel. Mm. Give me the Predator, man. I want to I want to see that guy just like you know turn invisible and start hunting stuff. I'll, I'll take mm. that. I'll bet on Predator any day. Okay.
2: Yeah, but if the predator was hunting you, 100% chance you'd die, right?
1: Oh, I would say so, yeah. <laughs> That's why I would pick a guy from today's episode to actually hunt me.
0: <laughs> they value life. They value life. All right. Let's go to the results. Let's go to the results. So coming in in last place with, with uh, zero, zero percent of the vote, Craven the Hunter from Marvel.
2: Yeah, I have no idea who that is. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine
0: don't tell Marvel you don't know okay coming in in second and third place we have a tie which means this is gonna give away who won okay so 25% of the vote went to the predator and crunch which means our winner is Van Pelt with 50% of the vote yes Yes. <laughs> Interesting.
2: Hey, I am victorious on this one. <laughs> <laughs> well done.
0: Well done. Oh gents. We are two episodes in. We are a fifth of the way done with this season, guys. One fifth. It's a fraction by the way, should I let you know?
2: Twenty percent. Twenty percent, yeah.
0: So, um anyway, yeah. I'd point that out real quick. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, thank you as always for for doing the thing with me um, and talking Trek. Um, hopefully, all of you out there in uh, listener land enjoyed our musings of stuff. Uh, if you didn't, that's fine too. We'd love to still hear from you. Uh, check us out trtvpod.com. You can also open up Hailing Frequencies. Um, and let us know what you thought. Send us an email to trtvpod at gmail.com. You can also send us a voice-only transmission to 817-752-4757. There is a three-minute limit, so uh, be quick about it before the selfie stick comes out to take a picture of you when you get Stabby McStabbed by a cranch. Um, other than that, if you want to mail us something, like a sentient computer, I might receive it. I might sign for it. Uh, P.O. Box 2455 Azel, Texas 76098. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, remember to boldly go and make it so.